2: Welcome back in. You are listening to the September twenty eighth, 2018 episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of this podcast dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions and brought to you by the folks at the RotoQL. Start, picking teams like the pros. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gum and joining me today on the show is a pioneer, if you will, in the DFS industry as the creator and owner of FI. That's Fantasy Insiders for all you kids out there. They were the first to create web tutorial series, the first to take Annual plans, offer up fixed recurring monthly payment options, the first to offer up a lineup optimizer on the site, and even the first to create a community outside of message boards and roll out a live chat for all its users. All these things we take for granted today, but, you know, they really do make a difference there. The soccer man, the soccer Dave himself, actually paved the way forward. He is not only the creative director at Rotor Grinders, he's also heading up Fantasy Insiders, the season-long edition now, and in case that's not enough, guys, he also finds time to host the Insider serious XM show and rep hashtag MetInCash on the infamous Swolecast. Welcome to the show for the first time. David Kitchen on the tweets, at Soccer Dave. Dave, my man, I am very happy to be here. Week four is upon us. What's good, man? You know, I did not have Lord Aldrick. I just couldn't click the damn button, Dave. What am I going to do?
1: Uh, oh, I mean, it, I'm glad I'm on this show, now because I get to be with... Uh fantasy gumshoe, but also because I get to just, like, not focus on the fact that I have zero Lord Aldrich Robinson <laughs> in uh, any of my showdown single-game lineups tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I picked Gerald Everett to be to be the guy, to be the showdown guy. Like, you got to make an ugly choice somewhere, right? And I just picked, the I guess, the wrong ugly choice. After all those preseason bucks, Lord Aldrich has made us throughout the years. I guess I'm, oh, ye of little faith. As they say, but hopefully we're gonna get everybody's faith uh, moving up in the right direction here this week as we answer all the questions, whether that is uh, player and team outlooks, dynasty slants, DFS rants, you name it. But Dave, my man, before we dive in, I'd be remiss not to give you the mic and wax poetic about the illustrious history of FI and the path forward as part of the RG Fam, as a site that now brings great season-long expertise to the scene, including a heavy heat uh, hitting analyst lineup with some uh, with some old RV nation crew in there as well
1: yeah um i mean thanks it's the the daily fantasy stuff is is still kicking on on rotor grinders you like you mentioned the the swole cast with uh mr tuttle and silva and and davis maddox still going there on rg and then i also uh you know you've got tuttle who's part of rg corporate now um (laughs) and so so that's always fun the Deroder Grunner's office is in Nashville, uh, which is like a is perfect for me because I'm a, a lifelong Nashvilleian, and so it's cool because I get to just go, go to work. We've got you know, a lot of great food around the areas. There's TVs. There's always you know games on. It's okay if your boss catches you doing lineups, making lineups, because he'll probably ask you who you <laughs> all, who you're on for that night. Uh, you know, you've got the Got video stuff. We got ping pong stuff. We got like different games. It's really just like a feels like like a frat house almost. Um, and it's it's definitely fun. And I you know been there for over a year since we sold our or sold FI to RG, and I haven't regretted one day going in there or or, or basically like not look forward to going in. I always look forward to going in. As far as fantasy insiders, we are just focusing on. Like the future of season long, that's the great thing about season long sports and season long fantasy sports is that there's so many uh, niches. Like we have gone from just basic fantasy season long to now you've got all sorts of different scoring settings, all sorts of uh, different leagues. You know, you got dynasty leagues, you got best ball leagues, you got regular leagues, you got Scott Fishbowl leagues, you've got like vampire leagues, just all sorts of crazy leagues, different scoring settings. Because I think it's been around so long, and people got bored with their, like their main leagues, and they, they want to branch out, and we want to help them with uh, some stats. We got Josh ADHD. He's just the, the the guy that he loves stats and way that like that's his that's his love language. It is statistics. Uh, so we got him. We got uh, yards per Gretch. Ben Gretsch used to be at uh, Rona Viz, um and he is the editor in chief. So he's in charge of getting everything together, which is good because I was trying to do everything and I, I couldn't. So he is—he's uh, very sharp, and that's kind of what we're wanting to do—is just continue having sharp people there, and uh, so far, so good. Hashtag no regrets, as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I can't
2: imagine, uh, just a match made in heaven there in terms of you being, uh, the new creative director over there, you know, running fantasy insiders there, somehow managing all the roles and responsibilities that come with that dual role in ownership, so to speak. So what has been your strategy moving forward for the site? And, uh, I know you can't let too much out of the bag here, but, uh, what's in store for the future?
1: Yeah, the strategy is just to continue on with, um, with great content and, you know, we uh, we've got some tools on the side as far as like uh, you know, statistics that you might have trouble finding other places. And we're going to continue rolling out like, you know, great draft tools. Uh, the thing about draft uh, or like draft tools is that, you know, there's like a month long window. And after that, it's done. So uh, we'll be working on some of those for next year but just basically shoring up what we're doing and and continuing to just press forward with like the same kind of quality analysis that we wanted to have at Fantasy Insiders for this the daily fantasy stuff same kind of concept as far as uh, you know entertaining but also hard hitting analysis that's kind of the 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 formula for success going forward
2: yeah, and if there was gonna be another site to wreck here on this pod for R V Nation, I mean it's gonna be the crew over at FI there. You're gonna get all of the a lot of the similar type of analysis that you're gonna get here and I mean you're always gonna to wanna to create uh, additional perspective anywhere you can, right? Not to mm, yeah. kind of get tunnel vision. Yeah, so so if you're out there and you're not subbing FI, give it a shot there. Dave, I can I can let you off the hook uh in Tennessee. I mean, luckily you got a ping pong table there. It is like a like a frat house, so you can take your mind off of what's going on in Tennessee there. So Mariota apparently has nummy fingers. He can't throw a spiral anymore, at least for now. The run game is being predictable. A wide receiver literally quit the team, and the contract has been, quote-unquote, expired, expelled, whatever you want to say. So, I mean, we have a player's coach. We were all high on. I personally thought this was prime for a quick turnaround
1: year. What is going on, man? It's crazy. I mean, started with that, just, Mother Nature just dealt, I think, just dealt the Titans a, a bad hand with that first game in Miami, the longest game, and um, the the game that had like two major delays, like eight hours long. After all was said and done, and Mariota got hurt in that game, and that really took the wind out of the sails of this offense. And then you had Delaney Walker, who got hurt uh, later on. So, the three hour game, I you know, it's like the butterfly effect. I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, that being said, it did happen. And so, everyone was really down after that Miami game, thinking, oh, we got beat by Miami. The thing is, Matt LaFleur is such a genius. Vrabel is also kind of embracing the, you know, the Bill Belichick kind of strategy, going forward in fourth and one on his own 30. And talking about a guy that's, uh, you know, going forward, they beat the Texans. Then they beat the Jags last week. Running stuff like the Wildcat, like there's, they're two and one with all these missing pieces. Rashad Matthews, he wasn't even doing anything. Um, I've got lots of Taywan Taylor best ball shares and Corey Davis. The, you know, the, the Delaney shares kind of just a, a wash right now, but we'll see what this Titans offense has. I, I think it just proves that last year, Terry Robisky and this offense. Was just, he wasted his offense as offense coordinator with the the whole exotic smash mouth.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that. You mentioned the three hour. Turning into an eight hour game. It is, it has been the three hour tour for our, for all the millennials out there. There's this old show that you might not have heard about called Gilligan's Island. So, I mean, maybe they got stuck on the island for a little bit, but they're on their way out. You know, that it can only go up from here. That, that's all we can say for Tennessee. And we're going to be, we're going to be hitting those air yards high with Corey Davis and the likes and, and getting Deion Lewis back in when people least expect it. That's when we're going to give them our bucks, but we want to make sure out there everyone is given your bucks. Uh, some hard earned money and uh, earn that for yourself. So get on over there, get your 30% discount to the Road of His NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rodeviz.com slash podcast, and that's going to give you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content. And oh, by the way, it supports this very pod. You can also support the pod by subscribing to and rating the Road of His Radio channel on iTunes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to sub directly to the Fantasy Football mailbag feed, do so. I'm sitting here waiting for your sub, so get on over here. It takes hard work getting the show out every week. Do us a solid and hit that rate button you can also support the road of his radio network and our 10 shows every single week on patreon yes that's it what you've least expected what you most wanted we are back now with patreon gain exclusive elite access to Road of his live our weekly sunday morning show answering all of your fantasy football questions Get this, it's only $5 a month. What do you do for $5 a month? I know your Starbucks costs more than that. $5 a month, get on over there, help support the network, and you're going to get access to that elite show every single Sunday morning. Just go to patreon.com slash Radio. And last but certainly not least, if you have any questions you want answered on this very show from the likes of Soccer Dave and other elite analysts that we have on here, just email us radio at gmail.com, and we'll go ahead and get that set up for you as well. All right, Dave, let's dive in, fire up some of the QQs for the week. Here we go, redraft, PPR, two weeks in a row with touchdowns for Calvin Ridley, 2,000 weeks in a row with no touchdowns for Julio, mind you. What is wrong with this picture? But given the coverage assignments, I have to think Ridley sustains value, but to what level? I need a running back, and I'm wondering if Ridley is still a wide receiver three type or maybe more.
1: I definitely think he's a wide receiver three. Uh, He had a terrible preseason. You know, he's like, he's like a 26-year-old <laughs> rookie. Uh, terrible preseason. He had Mohamed Sanu still in front of him. Julio, that first week, got all the love. And then it's like, it's, you know, something happened. And Julio is allergic to the end zone. Calvin Ridley apparently is not. And I think that just the sheer volume of this offense is, uh, as far as in the passing game, is going to help Calvin Ridley. I think he is like the, you know, wide receiver three flex play kind of for your teams. If you have him uh, after last week, I just don't see how you can sit him unless he's facing a really, really tough matchup assignment and you got other guys that you can play over him.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think he's still a wide receiver three. Of course, he's going to have some wide receiver two upside. I think we've already seen that said upside here. But I mean, yeah, he, this is a this is a prospect that I mean, I I think sometimes you know hashtag stats right, and uh, he he just didn't have them. Whether you were talking about you know the the production and the measurables, mainly the combine stink there as well. It it just didn't seem like it was all. And this is the the, the changing landscape of the NFL. If if you can figure out which one of these seniors that. Come Comes out that's the route running type of type of mold right that you know of course they run good routes when they're seniors because they've been doing it for longer than the other guys that they've been against but yeah if one of those rises is the cream of the crop so to speak and you get them right like that's that's going to be Calvin Ridley I think I'm going to take my L on that one here because I don't know how I can't. At this point uh, next one here Dave redraft PPR guys like Corey Davis and Dante Moncrief have all the air yards in their offenses but not much to show for it. can either one of these guys overcome bad quarterback play and be good bylos?
1: Yeah um Corey Davis is a guy that I I'm very bullish on. you look at all the targets that he's been getting and now you take out richard Matthews, you take out Delaney Walker. He is just going to continue to getting peppered with targets going forward. Had a tough matchup last week. Uh, Really had a tough matchup week one uh, against Miami. So I don't think we have seen really Core Davis at his best, but he has shown some flashes this season and dating back to last playoffs. I don't think he is a rookie anymore. I think that he is uh, a player that is an explosive guy. And like I said, Matt LaFleur, you know, he is – he is a guy that is cut from the cloth of the you know the Rams and and McVay who right now are just like in an absolute shootout with uh, with the Vikings but he's going to adapt to what the team's skill sets are and I really like Corey Davis. Corey Davis is if someone's selling him, I'm buying him right now, especially in PPR leagues because I think he's going to gobble up just a ton of targets and those targets are all going to like add up because Mariota, if you look, if you listen, like like to the pro football doc, um, and he is saying, "All right, this is not going to be." He said on his podcast this week that it's not going to be a situation that gets better overnight. It's like watching grass grow with his with Mariota's nummy mm. nummy fingers, as you call them. <laughs> so if that happens, then they're going to just continue throwing these short passes, and you know that's that kind of limits Corey Davis's big playability, but at the same time he's like one of three guys that's going to catch these short passes and it's going to be him. It's going to be Taewon Taylor and it's going to be like Tajay Sharp in addition to the, the, the running backs, maybe some Johnny. I hope Johnny Smith gets involved as well, but that's just what we're going to see. Uh, so I'm buying core Davis, Dante Moncrief. Nah, I'm not just, I'm, I drafted him in some best ball shares in the 18th round, but Moncrief and, and Cole and DD, I, I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough in this offense to warrant like one guy really standing out.
2: Yeah, no, you you hit the nail on the head across the board. I mean, how does Corey Davis not have just a just a plethora of wide, weighted opportunity share at this point? I mean, get you some Corey Davis shares now. There's going to be positive regression of the meet. Dante Moncrief, I'm with you there. All the air yards in the world. I think it's like, you know, this is one of the things I struggle with, like the value of an air yard for one guy versus the next, right? I mean, he's still... Kind of got all the air yards, but, you know, in a capacity of 50-50 and just things that, you know, he hasn't taken advantage of at this point. So maybe it turns around, but I'd rather not put my eggs there if I can avoid it. Um, Davis, uh, I just called you Davis. I'm going to leave that one on. I don't know how, like, is there anybody that has called you Davis before this moment right now? And no, How does no, that make no. you feel? It
1: makes you feel young,
2: so no <laughs> worries. <laughs> so, Dave, what are, you, what are your best and worst purchases you've ever made? Maybe a Davis.
1: Uh, best purchase I've ever made was after I won uh, like my biggest basketball DFS winnings. I think it was like 55K. Uh, and then I won like another 50K that same weekend on the, the wild card championship. And Ooh. I bought some UGG slippers, which if you would have told me I would have bought UGG slippers, I'd have said you're crazy. But being, you know, working in the basement at that time, I still wear them to this day, like you two, two years later, and they are like a heaven on my feet. And that was like a, a guilty pleasure purchase that I, I did, and, and I never regret that purchase. It's like 110 bucks, but Ooh. you talk about how many times I've wore them. I got like new sheepskin inserts last year. would never do that, but I did do that, you know, after that. That big weekend, and I'm glad I did because I loved it.
2: Yeah, I mean, can you argue with buying hundred dollar slippers after you pull down a hundred k? I mean, I don't think anybody can argue with that. No. I mean, um, I I literally work. I'm recording from my basement right now, and I just kind of go through these. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I'm like weird shaped feet or something, Dave. Right? I, I don't know what it is, but like I always break these cheap ass slippers. And so, like, I end up, you know, spending like another 12 to 14 bucks, like, every two months after somehow I managed to rip the next pair. So maybe I'm going to have to, to, to cramp your style there and end up with some Uggs. So Do we'll, it. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, DFS here, next one. I'm um, having trouble narrowing down between Baker Mayfield, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, and Ryan Tannehill this week on DraftKings. Any thoughts? You know, this is interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to be in this range altogether. I I, I still got to take a look at AJ Green health. I mean, I don't. I think it's fine. I, I'm not going to be about Ryan Tannehill. Like I, he's been super efficient on like what 23 passes a game for crying out loud. Like yeah, I, I think the matchup is still there for him this week. But you know, I. Just, I don't want to press my luck too much with that one, but what say you?
1: Baker Mayfield is just, he he's my guy. I love Andy Dalton, too. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston were my two biggest shares of quarterbacks in baseball leagues. Uh, one of those guys seems like he's working out. The other one, not so much. Um, but I loved Andy Dalton and this offense, and I, I like him this week as well. If I'm Drew you know I'm hedging those those shares, but as of right now, Baker Mayfield, he just looks so accurate, and I think they're going to, you know, they, they're going to utilize his skill sets, and I I'm looking forward to what that means. I, I don't think he's going to throw for like over three hundred yards, but I do think he's going to rush some, and uh, I, I think those rushing yards will kind of add to what he's able to do through the air. He just was a a catalyst to this offense, a spark plug. It was night and day between him and Tyrod Taylor. And I think they're going to take some deep shots as well with Antonio Callaway. Uh, So he's a guy that I would love to pair with Baker in tournaments and and even some cash games as well. So I, I love Baker this week.
2: Have to love, you got to love Baker this week. Uh, The next one here, Dave, uh, Team Outlook Redraft. What's old is new and new is old or something like that? I need wide receiver help on a couple squads, and I'm wondering if I can confidently buy the likes of Randall Cobb and Chris Hogan, Geronimo Allison, or anyone else for that matter on that offense. Uh, Those offenses, I should say. It seems like every time we sell Tom Brady short, uh, he figures it out and makes us all look foolish. And uh, A-Rod specifically has been hurt. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is going to get better. So that's good. And I think it's going to, to help this Packers offense. But Randall Cobb, you know, he's a guy that we still are not sure if, if he's good. You know, he had that good game week one. Um, but we're not sure if he's good or if it's going to be a situation where, you know, he's just dust. Uh, I, I was a big Randall Cobb proponent. Now I'm getting more on the Geronimo Allison train. And I've got a lot of Chris Hogan shares as well. Chris Hogan is a guy that if you can get him on penny, for pennies on the dollar with frustrated owners, then go for it. But other than that, I'm, I'm not giving up anything significant for Chris Hogan. And if I have him, I'm not dropping him either. Just kind of seeing what happens with this offense. But you know, he's no longer a wide receiver three. And you were getting him in the fourth and fifth round. Uh, now he is a borderline flex play at best, and you better just hope that with Josh Gordon and, and they get all this figured out and he has like Super Bowl performances again, <laughs> where he's actually getting some decent yardage.
2: Just a bad beat overall. You know, a lot of a lot of the MFL tens somehow Chris Hogan was going to the sixth and seventh round. And a lot of times in the seventh round it was like, All right, I'm I'm taking him. I'm taking him. I just have to do it. Have to do it. And they you know, the price started to go up to the fourth round. I kinda got a little cold feet. But I mean at the end there, I mean, admittedly it was like, Well, I mean, how do I take not take this dude in fourth, at least in the fifth round here? So I mean I mean, what what can you do? You know, I mean, of course the Patriots end up with Josh Gordon. I don't know if it's going to mean anything or not, but just a thought, like, of course they get Josh Gordon. Uh, Dave, if you had to be an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be?
1: And, and uh, so... Maybe, maybe um, an UGG.
2: <laughs> maybe an yeah. UGG.
1: No, I mean, people putting their their feet in me is not something I would really want <laughs> an object. I will say, just uh, I will go with the boring answer of a car, something that you know moves fast.
2: Yeah, all right, then, then you gotta at least give me like the style of car. Like I've been, I've been binging comedians and cars getting coffee, which yeah. is phenomenal, by the way. So yeah. I mean that that's why I have to ask the follow up. Like, what would, what would, what car says David Kitchen?
1: I think it's a uh, sweet little minivan. <laughs> the Honda Odyssey, hashtag Dad Life. The Bluetooth, the, the you know, uh, something with the the rear facing whatever it is in it, and the uh the the TV screens for the girls. And I got three girls, and they're four years old, so something like that, sure. Yeah, I
2: I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the air saying this. Like I tried to get the Honda Odyssey. Mm-hmm. When, when that happened and it was actually my wife. Did we, you have to
1: settle for the Dodge Caravan?
2: <laughs> no, we, we ended up going with the Honda Pilot, so we still stayed in the Honda fam. We're, we're a Honda fam uh, through through and through. But uh, it was actually my wife, believe it or not, that, that convinced us that it wasn't the Odyssey. And, I, man, I to this day, like, I love the Pilot, don't get me wrong, but I still look at the Odyssey and go, man, can I? Can you imagine, honey, having those bucket seats right now when you're trying to get the kids in and out and they're climbing over the, the, the seat here? Like, this is something that maybe we should have thought about a little bit more. And she said, no, we are absolutely not getting a minivan. I am a soccer mom, but I don't want to look like a soccer mom. I said, well, you got a pilot. You'll look like a soccer mom.
1: I'm a soccer Dave.
2: There, there there, it is. See, you're all in the family, all in the family. Next one here, Dave DFS. Hey, guys, it seems like I'm the one that pretty much uh, – fuels the top-down DFS question each week, so I stop now. I know this isn't a DFS show per se, but you and your guests seem to always have a pretty sound approach for me to start my weekend-filled research and bouncing off uh, point uh, uh, for the on the daily show that you guys have and the rest of the 20 other pods I listen to throughout the weekend as well. Well, this week seems a little bit tougher. I know I'm starting with Geo, but after that it seems tougher than usual. I can make a case at each range for every position, uh, even down to Gronk versus an Ebron type, so uh, do you or whomever, whomever you have on this week have a sense of what you're looking at. So this is interesting, right? I mean, you got more, more salary to play with this week, right, Dave? I mean, we, we, we have a lot of stars, the Patrick Mahomes and, and the likes that are not on the slate right now. Gurley, of course, is playing right now as we record this on a late Thursday evening here. So, I mean... You've got the salary to play with. You've got wide receiver values here. Are you are you taking Geo? I mean, I I don't know how you don't just lock button Geo here, cash GPP, whatever. But then are you are you going up for Kamara and trying to to fuel in Michael Thomas as well? Right now, I feel like I'm going Geo. I'm going Kamara, and then I I don't know with the rest. But I think I might just be diving into to the value wide receiver range, at least from a cash perspective across the board.
1: Yeah, I think that on, um, you know, on FanDuel, Geo is a lock and he's a guy that I definitely want exposure to. Um, and right now I have Kamara and, um, you also have, uh, Michael Thomas as well in that lineup. Uh, on DraftKings, you know, it's tough. It's tough because there are so many different options. I don't think that Geo is a lock button on DraftKings. Uh, as much as I I love him, you know he got a lot of dump down work last week. But the the bottom line is there are other good options on draft teams. You know yeah. you've got Sony Michelle, who they're gonna they are intent on feeding. And now at the Rex Burkhead news. Uh, you know he is the guy there. You've got Chris Carson who had 32 touches last week, and it's gonna be it maybe a, a tough game against Arizona. But at, at Arizona but he's only 4600. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's 7700 mm-hmm. and has like you know, 50% of your targets here. So with Kamara and guys like even on Johnson and, and some of these other cheap guys, Gio is not a lock button. He is a great play at 6,300, but he's not a lock button. You know, Saquon Barkley, at 8,100, another guy. So there are lots of good guys. And don't forget about David Johnson at 6,600. price keeps on going down. If they can figure out this offense with he and Josh Rosen, then look out. So I don't think it's going to be a, you know, just a, a, a Geo game. I think, you know, there are going to be a lot of different options as far as where you can go. But for the most part, it's, you know, spend up a decent bid on running back and then look for Michael Thomas and, like, three, you know, two of the 4K wide receivers and then, you know, tight end, whatever you want to do. (laughs) Really. Like, Eric Ebron, I think he came back to practice today. Uh, even Jared Cook has a good matchup. David and Joku's thirty-two hundred. So you got a lot of plays. I'm not playing Gronk for for seven K unless it's a, a you know, a, a tournament. I don't. I just don't think on DraftKings. I I need to pay up for a tight end right now, as long as there are some other tight ends that are that are feasible on the site.
2: Yeah, sometimes I get away with it, but it definitely seems like a good week, at least for me for now. I think I'm gonna narrow down into a core and then do some mix and matching around the core. I think right now it is Geo, it is Kamara. Um, you know, the, probably a Sterling Shepherd in there. And then I mean you mentioned Sony, you mentioned Carson, you mentioned Zeke. Like I think Zeke is probably gonna be RB three for me in cash, at least as of right now. Um, you know, you mentioned paying down Ebron. I Ty, Tyler Eifert, man, he's on the up and up here. Well, we'll see. I, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger or not, but that's also another another guy that if, if I just can't stomach Ebron, I might end up pivoting over to Eifert as
1: well. There you go. Yeah, I think Eifert is a fine play as well. Uh, not one I'm currently on right now, but uh, just because I can only have so many Bengals in my life. <laughs>
2: of his fans Jeremy Hart wrote of his radio do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league well of course you do but look no further and download squad QL the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year squad QL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters bench players and free agent pool now you may ask How does SquadQL actually do this? Well, I'm going to tell you. The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster on your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you your player rankings each and every week, and it's also based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to SquadQL.com. Download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. QuadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. All right, jumping right back in with the Fuck Mary Kill 2018 Tennessee Titans Soccer Dave Edition. We had to, we had to give you this one, right? So here we go. We've got Mike Rabel, uh, Marcus Mariota, and, um, Richard Matthews. Rest in peace. Ooh.
1: Um, so this is, this is a tough one. You know, I, I guess I kill Richard Matthews, right? Like, <laughs> you got to. <laughs> like, that's, that's the guy you want to kill. Um, you know, you want your marriage partner to be someone that you can get along with, um, and who is is going to be, you know, just on the same page with you. So give me give me Marcus Mariota for that one, and uh, who doesn't want to make sweet love to Mike Grable? And you know, this he's a rugged man. He's got, he used to play football. Um, you know, he's he got I'm sure all those scars. Do I need to go on?
2: <laughs> I I think he's a giver. You know what okay. I mean? I think he's a <laughs> giver.
1: I I don't know what you mean. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, I I think Mike, Ray, yeah, he's a player's coach. You know, like he, you know, he. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He, I guess he, he was pretty quick to kick uh, Richard Matthews to the curb. Like he just he skipped out and went straight to your, you're like he kicked him out. Like, grab mm-hmm. grab your bags, take your shit, and just get out of here. I don't care if you're 18 or not. You're getting out of my roof.
1: Yeah, exactly. See you later.
2: So yeah, I guess he, that would—that's another reason. Like he's stern, right? Like that's pretty good marriage material. So I don't know, T- toss up there. But yeah, Richard Matthews, rest in peace. Hopefully you catch on somewhere. I don't know what happened there. Maybe we'll find out more as things come available. All right, Dave. If you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, what would it look like? What's the what's the soccer Dave food pyramid look like?
1: Uh, it's like sweets up at the very top. And then it is uh, meat, and then like just a little bit of vegetables.
2: Just a little bit of vegetables. So it's yeah. like an upside down
1: pyramid, right? It is. It's it's like a it's like a upside down Dorito chip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. see, like, is this a dad life thing? Like, once once you have too many kids, then you that you can't handle. Is that when you all of a sudden just look for little things to sweeten up your day, which literally becomes sweets? Like, that's my... It never used to be that way for me, right? Before I had all these children running around, I mean, it was like, you know, I'd have some potato chips, like the salt type of taste, bitters, things like that. Now it's like, man, if you put put a like a French silk piece of pie in front of me, like, it's over.
1: Yeah, I like French silk pie as well, as well as any other pie I and- like. <laughs>
2: And pies, meat, pizza, you name it. Uh, Just the hashtag dad life, New Balance style over here. Uh, Well, Uggs, Uggs, basically. Redraft PPR, I have an offer on the table uh, trading me Tyler Boyd for my Calvin Ridley. Do I accept? Also, please rank these guys rest of season, John Brown, Will Fuller, and Kenny
1: Galladay. All right, so I would, as much as I love... This is a tough one. We've been going, we've been going like back and forth on the Sirius XM show about Tyler Boyd versus Calvin Ridley. Um, I, I think I would still go with Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. because uh, he's just the number two there, and it's clear from the past two weeks, you know, going running around in every single drop back that's through, and I, I think that there is more kind of there is more of a concentrated offense in this offense for the Bengals. Than the, than the Falcons, so it's it's tough saying that. But then again, I don't think Calvelli is going to score three touchdowns every week. So uh, I would probably hold on to Tyler Boyd right now, and then rest of the season, give me Galladay Fuller than John Brown.
2: Galladay Fuller John Brown. Uh, I'm with you, Galladay number one here. Fuller and Brown. You know what's interesting is John Brown is up there in air yards with the likes of Antonio Brown. Yeah. I never. It's crazy. It's. I crazy. got tons
1: of Smoky Brown. I mean, I I love them all. Really, Will Fuller is I think going to dominate. Uh, Kenny Galladay is just he looks to be, you know, he's becoming the guy there in Detroit, which I think is a big thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I'm I'm with you with Boyd over Ridley as well. I mean, Ridley was able to capitalize uh, against a team that is literally rotating uh, the second quarterback because they both suck that bad and they can't figure out which one sec- uh, sucks the least. And, uh you know, Freeman coming back, that's just going to shore up some more targets there as well. Uh, but Sanu is still there. Or Tyler Boyd, I mean, he is up there in market share right alongside A.J. Green here. So uh that's that's definitely something to, to keep looking at. So Tyler Boyd's your man there. Uh, IMO as well. Redraft rest of season, Dave. Can you weigh in on Matt Breida versus Lamar Miller versus um, Matt Breida? I guess he lists, oh, we're just going to go with Matt Breda versus Lamar Miller on this one. Yeah. I need to trade one of these guys for wide receiver help.
1: So I think the guy that you're going to probably get the most value from just because of where he was drafted and also name recognition is Lamar Miller. Um, and, you know, Lamar Miller is just not a really sexy guy. Meanwhile, Breda took a big hit with this offense. But then again, last year when Bethard came in, he utilized his running back so much, you know, as a check down Charlie. And I think that that's what's going to happen with this offense again. And I think Breida directly benefits from that. You saw it last week. I, I just really love Breida's talent. And I've got faith that Kyle, uh, you know, this running back one in Kyle Shahan's offense will have value going forward. So I'm going to try to get the most out of the, the trade for getting Lamar Miller out there.
2: If you had a Shark Tank app idea that does not exist today, what would it be?
1: Man, I've had so many different um, ideas that I thought did not exist, <laughs> but then it like turns out you do enough research and it does exist.
2: It's a really depressing time when that happens, too, isn't it? I do it all the yeah. time. Yeah.
1: So like, he, an idea that I have had is like the ultimate man desk. And it'd be just like a a desk that has everything you need from like just screens like directly in front of you that kind of wrap around. It's just like a, a, an ultimate man's station where you watch TV and play your computer games. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna go hit the Google machine here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna type in sharper so I'm image. Gonna
1: take that idea and become a millionaire yeah. and. Uh, Good for
2: you. I feel like that's something sharper image has already made, right? But like, probably I, so. Yeah, yeah. I we definitely need to. Like, I'm looking around at my desk right now. It's just like a bunch of cords. I think I got a check. Yeah, I've got a checkbook laying here. I don't even know why I have a checkbook laying here. I don't even use checks. I don't know why. I think I maybe needed to, to verify a direct deposit setup somewhere or something. And I, I definitely need a makeover with some better screens. So I'm I'm with you on that one. I can get on board with that. Uh season outlook, if I can package Juju and Jordan Howard together for OBJ, should I do it?
1: Um no, probably not. You know, usually I'm the guy that says if it's a two for one trade, take the guy that's the the you know the best player and obviously context is key you know as we get quite we get a ton of trade questions on Sirius XM and context is always key so I can't see like what his remaining roster is but you're talking about uh Odell Beckham is still kind of outside of the first round and Juju is like a he's like an early third and Jordan Howard's an in, in early third and I'm just not trading that for Odell Beckham right now without seeing Odell score a touchdown first or really have a typical Odell game. And with the, you know, with Saquon Barkley being another focal point of this offense and with the shorter passes with Eli Manning, I, I just going to hold off on that. And Juju could be, you know, we could be watching the transformation of the number one wide receiver there in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I. I'm never one to toot my own horn, but this time last year, you know, it was like if you look if, from a dynasty perspective, if you can get rid of Antonio Brown and get yourself some juju and package it up with another solid piece, I mean, that's something to absolutely consider. And here, here we are right now. I mean, granted, you know, OBJ has got a ton of ton of stuff that just hasn't converted into touchdowns right now. That regression is coming likely this week here, despite the you know the Marcus Lattimore or whatever that's going on there. Once they move them to the other side of the field, watch out um so i i can go either way with this one honestly so i whichever way you want to go like if you're looking to to pare down and get to a solid core and maybe it was an auction and you're looking to kind of you know just bolster your starting lineup like i can get on board with this one so i'm fine either way uh week two either or rapid fire here we go uh saquon barkley melvin gordon
1: uh let's go with melvin
2: gordon Kenyon drake or lamar miller Kenyon Drake. aforementioned Tyler Boyd or Sterling Shepard? Tyler Boyd. Jarvis Landry or Julio? Julio. Jimmy Graham or Trey Burton?
1: Ooh, uh, let's go with, man, they haven't been using Trey Burton like they should, so I guess give me Jimmy Graham.
2: Yeah, in the preseason, it was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to give him the ball every yeah. other play here. Like, what the hell happened? Come on, Bears, get with it. George Kittle or Eric Ebron? Kittle. Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, or Ryan Tannehill. Uh, that's
1: that's that's Baker for you, right? Baker, yeah.
2: And Drew Brees or Deshaun Watson.
1: Let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Drew Brees.
2: It's tough, right? It's that's yeah. a tough one. I mean, they, and I I actually put this one in there because this Dalton Baker Tannehill throw Tannehill out of there, but between Dalton Baker and Brees. One of these three guys is gonna be my cash game quarterback this week on DK. I haven't figured out which one it's gonna be. I would I would like to use Breeze only because I feel like I can insulate myself from not getting up to Michael Thomas on DK and and um you know, just do the the, the Breeze Kamara pairing before the likes of Mark Ingram comes back here. So we'll see. Uh Dave, take a favorite or popular movie, change one letter in the title. What's the new movie? What's it all about? <laughs>
1: I was trying to think of this and uh, to be honest I just I I I did not have time to think about a good answer to this.
2: All right, well then we're going to build one together here. What's your favorite movie? Period.
1: Uh Austin Powers.
2: Austin Austin Powers. So we're going to yeah. call it Boston Powers, okay? And all right, so uh, you well, it would it, actually be
1: if you change the A to a B it'd be Boston Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Which would would be like a Totally different plot, I guess.
2: We just totally, t- we just totally gave this a porn makeover.
1: Yeah, exactly. So but, uh, we'll go with Bustin' Powers.
2: Bustin' Powers for hours is the yeah, sequel. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, I want to talk a little bit more about the plot, but we're not. I mean, we already, right. you know, we no, already talked.
1: I think everyone probably gets what the plot's about.
2: Yeah, yeah, Mike Rabel being a giver. There's a callback for you. (laughs) Team team Outlook PPR, I know it's a given that Brita gets a bump with uh, CJ Beathard here, but I'm wondering if everyone else um, about the the hit-to-wide receiver game is being overstated. Jimmy G hasn't exactly been lighting it up himself this year, so is it possible that they actually just sustain value for whatever that is and maybe I can get Marquise Goodwin at a dirt-cheap discount right now?
1: No. don't let I me mean, just don't there's no reason to really like you saw what they did last year and this team is just different with Jimmy Garoppolo in there instead of instead of Beathard. And as much as we want to have wishful thinking about Marquise Goodwin they're just not going to push the ball down the field as much as they do would do with Jimmy Garoppolo and let's let's not also not act like you know that the Niners had easy games the first 3 weeks as they didn't you know, they're, they were tougher games, and we're looking forward to seeing Jimmy G with his offense as it progressed, as we got, like, a healthy Marquis good win and, uh, you know, saw everybody progressed. And, and I just feel bad for Shanahan because you don't have Jimmy and you don't have Jarek McKinnon.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. It's just it's not worth it. It's not worth finding out whether or not you could be right. Like, yes, you can say the wide receiver core sucked last year. It really did. Yes, it did get better this year. I'd imagine there's more continuity this year, but, I mean, I just I just don't understand why. And, unfortunately, this is coming from somebody that is massively overexposed to Goodwin this year in best ball because I couldn't see not getting Goodwin at that discount in the eighth, ninth round. So... Jokes on me. Redraft PPR. Should I steam? Uh, should I steam? Uh, this this was a Jared Goff stream question. I I hope you streamed Goff. Stream
1: Jared Goff. Don't stream <laughs> Baker Mayfield instead of Jared Goff.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah,
1: that Goff is gonna have around 500 <laughs> yards passing and five touchdowns.
2: Is that what he's up to now? FFS! Oh my gosh. Um, also, looks like my options at tight end are Ben Watson, Vance Mickey D's. thats Vance McDonald—or Austin Hooper. Can I also throw in a Colts D question and use him over the Pats?
1: Um, sure, if you want. I just—I'm still not buying into the Colts defense. But if you have two defenses, then like just. Quit life. No one should ever have two defenses on their squad. Uh, so don't have two defenses on your squad. If you want to pick up the Colts defense, you know they were looking to be like one of the worst defenses on paper, but they've actually been all. They've actually been decent in the past, have not. But I'm still choosing the Pats this week, and then uh, give me uh, Vance will make you dance over those tight ends just because I believe he has the highest upside. Start Very to get good. more targets, we will get there
2: very good all right the moment in history you would choose to go back and witness in time in person
1: ah uh, so this one is um one that i will get a little bit religious on and uh, i will say birth of jesus because even if you're not religious you know there is there was still this this time where it, like it, it really it's this huge historical moment for a lot of different people so that would be like you didn't think I was gonna drop a birth of Jesus moment on this podcast, <laughs> but here we are. I just did. did. I, I would like just see like what these gifts were: gold, frankincense, myrrh, whatever. Is he really in a manger? I hope so. So that's what that's what it would be. It it I I love it. I mean let's let's I'm just like as soon as you said that I was scared.
2: Like oh I please I just hope he doesn't say the crucifixion right now because. I just I just don't have any go where to go with that.
1: No, yeah, the, that'd be like a really dark moment. Like very, very like it, you know, it happens and then you're just like, Okay, what now? Like where do we go from here? <laughs> Everything's dark and uh I don't I don't really have anything else left.
2: You're like you're like Ricky Bobby Bi- you're like Ricky Bobby, right? He likes the picture of the baby Jesus. Right. He prays the baby Jesus, right? So that's
1: I think yeah. that be the I think that I mean no one if you give someone an option of, hey, you want to uh, attend, you want to come over, you know, a uh, new baby was just born. Or, hey, do you want to go and uh, this person is about to die? Like, no one's choosing to go to the person who's about to die.
2: No, no, definitely not. Definitely not.
1: It's not a happy moment.
2: At all. If anything, it was just foreshadowing for the, uh, the I guess, the the, the Twitter Tribalism and just the the nastiness that we have that goes on there in terms of yeah well we'll just I'll just move on from there give us a yeah. sizzling smoke and scorching
1: actually I want to change my statement I want to go back to 1982 Brett Kavanaugh see where uh you know did this really happen <laughs> because I spent 12 hours today and I'm still not sure.
2: Oh my goodness! i am just—we're moving on to the hot take yeah, for we'll that move one. On. We're <laughs> moving. Give us, give us your best week four hot take.
1: Um. All right. The uh, the the week four hot take is that Devontae Parker is going to score a touchdown. Ugh. I like. I cannot quit Devontae Parker. <laughs> you would be bold. His player profiler comp is AJ Green. I just can't get over that. You know, the third time was a charm with Jarek McKinnon. Hopefully the third time's a charm also with Devontae Parker. He played the most snaps of his team last week. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to need him whenever the teams play press coverage. They ran an insanely low amount of snaps last week, but just because they were crazy efficient. You know, this is coming from Ben Gretch's stealing signals article. And, you know, people make fun of me because of my, my Devontae Parker love, but I would just love it if he lit up the scoreboard this week and scored the touchdown. Also, it would help me. Uh, I, I made a bet for the season with Davis, Matic, Devontae Parker over Josh Dotson, and even with the injury first two weeks, I think Devontae Parker is going to win this pretty easily.
2: I think you. I think you're right. I was waxing poetic on Devontae Parker, uh, and and Kenny Stills, and the Miami offense altogether. Like I just, I, I liked the value across the board. The funny thing is, like they've been efficient, right? But like, in no way, shape, or form, from the same process. Vantage point that I was coming from. Like, I thought they'd be throwing it around the yard a little bit more, like, not running plays like John Fox in Chicago last year, and yet it's still working out for them. Like, Get the, get this thing going. Get it going. Come on, Miami. Get it going. Well, we got to get going because that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Rotovis Podcast. And we're dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions. If you have any questions, just email us, rotovisradio at gmail.com and use the hashtag RV Mailbag at Rotovis Radio. My man, Dave, thanks for carving out the time and coming on the show. Uh, give us the plugs. Give us the, give us the whereabouts. Where do they find FI? Where do they get signed up? And, uh, where are you going next?
1: fantasyinsiders.com ruddergrunners.com and that's pretty much it.
2: And that's it. Short, sweet, simple and that's Soccer Dave, that's Soccer that's S-O-C-R Dave and I'm Jeremy Hart and I'm at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotovis Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag or Rotovis Radio feed. Contact us via email, rootovisradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio and at FantasyGumShoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotovis.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in.